first race of the season. Let's talk about it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Through the Chicane. Oh, we've had our first race weekend of the season, 2023. And I wasn't... I'll use the word whelmed. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. It was just... There was all these hopes I think everyone had for this race. And it just kind of went how it's been going the past couple of years. Um, And I think there's a... It kind of highlights a bigger issue. We'll talk about it a bit more, but uh, I won't start too doom and gloom. It was overall an okay race. Uh, I think without Fernando Alonso, it would have been just absolutely awful. Um, but yeah, thank God for Fernando. He's had a absolute corker. Uh, great start to the season. Finally made a good move uh, to a good team. So yeah, let's get right into it. So I haven't done an episode on uh on testing uh and that was mainly just because it wasn't that it wasn't exciting enough i think to report on there was all this hype around aston martin and i didn't want to play in, play into that just yet because i just i just didn't believe it. i didn't believe they could make as big of a jump as they have done and i think that was the only kind of thing of of worth to uh to report on from testing so yeah i haven't done a, a testing episode there's a couple of things that were that were quite cool that happened in testing like like the the Haas pit wall did, did you see that they reduced the because they, they mainly have their personnel in the pit in the, in the garage um and they reduced the size of their out, outside pit wall to just i think three seats and by doing so they're able to save two hundred fifty thousand pounds a year just from the the savings from shipping that around the world that's incredible like obviously i think uh travel doesn't come under the cost cap but if you're able to save money there you're able to spend money reaching the cost cap in in other areas in development uh and whatnot so i think that's really cool great initiative by Haas. they obviously need all the help they can get and i think if they're able to find uh little helps like that then that's that can only be a good sign Uh, i saw an alex albon interview on with sky and he came across brilliant he I think he's really coming into himself as like the team leader. Uh, he just seemed super relaxed, super happy to be there. Uh, knew what job he needed to do. And overall, he just was his kind of chill, funny self. And I'm excited to see what Albon does this season. I think a lot of the predictions I made last episode are already just completely wrong. It's quite hilarious, actually. But yeah, I think Albon having a good season, I think that one will stand. And uh yeah, I'm excited to see what he does. That interview was really, really good to see. Another thing is the McLaren monitor panels. There is a lot of talk about this. Obvious, like I can, it's obviously a good thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure the whole, the whole grid will adopt this in the future. Of course, if you can fit more advertising on your car, you're going to do that. But I, it's a shame that it was mclaren it's mclaren that's kind of pioneering this obviously we'll get into it as well later on but uh the race for mclaren has just gone <laughs> it worst case scenario for for the first race and they they really are crumbling and it feels like they're focusing too much on the marketing side of things because of their money woes um and obviously that this is just an external point of view obviously they're working hard on the car but 
all we're seeing is this kind of push of the marketing push of the social media all of that kind of thing and it does feel like the car itself has taken a backseat to like it doesn't seem like they're worried about succeeding they're worried about fixing the money problems which obviously is very important but what is mclaren if they're not uh, a team at the front um they they're like ferrari they they you need to see that car at least in the top three they need to be up there and this first race of the season was not was not good and yeah these monitor panels just seem i know they're light i know they're not really that much of a difference but i think it just shows a, it's, it, it shows a different mentality to the rest of the grid and yeah it's obviously easy for me to say like i'm not having to control a, a multi-hundred million pound team but yeah i think just, just get the bloody car sorted that's the main thing don't worry about these panels don't worry about advertising and having rolling advertisements throughout the entire race they've just got to fix this car they've got to give the car uh lando norris and oscar piastri deserves so yeah hopefully they can get that sorted uh mercedes had uh, a hydraulic issue as well i think it was russell yeah russell stopped on track in testing and obviously that's something that can happen to anyone but it just wasn't wasn't not wasn't good to see didn't give that confidence for the start of the season and obviously uh with how the race went it's kind of half the course uh for how things would go uh will end up going this season for mercedes so they're in for a rough time i say rough time like they're, they're third overall because fourth or fourth realistically if stroll picks up the base a bit throughout the season but um yeah not good for mercedes not good for mclaren obviously not good for ferrari but we'll uh, talk about that a bit more god okay so let's get into the actual race weekend the free so i think like i said i think this this race weekend has highlighted a, a bigger issue in the sport and i think you know it's bad when the kind of the most exciting part of the weekend was free practice two or q2 and qualifying which is when Fernando uh, was on the pace uh, and we were kind of all on the edge of our seat to see how it would go. Then in Q3, uh, just turned out the Red Bull were hiding all their pace and they're just ridiculously dominant, even more dominant than uh, last year. And yeah, the race, Red Bull were just in, not autopilot, obviously you've got a, it takes a lot of skill to, to pull the gap that... Uh, that max has pulled yeah it's is not looking good for the rest of the grid this season yeah it wasn't i think this has highlighted that if, if the, the the regulation changes if we're going to be real the regulation changes came in to stop mercedes dominance ted kravitz has reported this as well apparently it's quite a widely known thing on the grid i think it's just plain to see i think everyone was bored of mercedes dominance i Obviously, you guys know I love Lewis Hamilton, but I'm still... I, I want... The 2021 title fight was just unbelievable. And that's what we're chasing. And that's what we're, we're ultimately missing out on with the, these regulation changes. It's just changed from Mercedes dominance to Red Bull dominance. And I think this year is going to be the most dominant season of all time. J Russell's reported it himself. Uh, I, 
I don't agree with how he said it because uh, as a sportsman, you should. I don't, I don't think you should just kind of give up like he he uh, kind of has in that in this first race already. But I think what he said does ring true. I think Red Bull realistically could win every single race this season. Pace-wise, they are far above everyone else. And they reliability-wise, they look perfect right now. Um, obviously, they'll have a re reliability issue at some point. But what, they're never going to... I won't say never, but realistically, they're not going to have a double DNF. And even having Sergio in that car is faster than Leclerc and Sainz. And the Ferrari is the only thing even remotely close to them. And even then... I've got uh, the the tweet here, and it's Red Bull. It says Red Bull was the only top team to be able to do two stints in the soft tires. After the second pit stop, the team asked Max and Checo to run a specific targeted lap time. En engine power had been reduced. The Red Bull camps say they could have been one second plus faster. One second faster than they were already going is ridiculous. Where did they finish? So. Alonso finished 38.6 seconds back from Verstappen. Third place finished 38 seconds back from Verstappen. That just shouldn't be happening. In the first race of a season, it doesn't look good for the sport that this is happening. And I know you, you might be hearing this as, oh, he's just mad because it's Max doing it. I wouldn't be happy if this was the, the case with any other driver on the grid. And I, and I genuinely do mean that. I, I want 2021 again. I want every single race to be close and to not know who is going to win. As it is right now, with that Red Bull and with Verstappen behind the wheel, you know on Saturday how the race is going to go. As long as, as like after turn one on uh, in Bahrain, you knew that Verstappen was going to win the race. Simple as that. So, yeah, I think... I don't know what has to happen um i saw someone online say they'll be, they, they need to have a, a mid-season change of the regs and they're obviously not going to do that like they're not gonna they're not going to change things because that because that would just plain and simply be ch trying to hamper red bull and i think all hell would break loose so uh yeah i don't know what needs to change obviously i'm not mad at red bull like fair Fair play to them. Like, they've absolutely nailed it. Adrian Newey has built... I, th I think this year will be the most dominant... It will go down as the most dominant car in history. And, like, you can't be mad at them, obviously, because they, they've done their job. And the, the, the other teams haven't been able to to get on their level. And it's an inherent thing with Formula 1 that this happens. Wh when you have the teams able to make their own cars, there's always going to be a, uh, a, a, a top car. There's never like even in 2021, if like at one point the Red Bull was the fastest car on the grid, and then at another point the Mercedes was the fastest car on the grid. There's always a, a top car, and it's just inherent with Formula One. Formula Two, they've obviously got the the spec cars, but even then, each team is able to to do their own things to make the car and the the team run better on the race weekends. So yeah, I don't I, I I'm I don't know what the solution is. I'm just able to see the problem that the sport currently has and i don't think people see it as a problem because a lot of people like max verstappen and like red bull but yeah i don't know like the past 10 years have been what was it it was vettel four titles in a row 
then Hamilton got a couple of titles in a row, then Rosberg, and then Hamilton like four titles in a row again. So the, the only two teams have won in like the last 10 years. And then now it's going to be Verstappen realistically three or four years in a row as well after that. It's just, yeah, it's a bit, it just, it, it, it doesn't, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It doesn't feel, there's so much, poten- there's so much potential in Formula One. Like every race could be incredible. Uh, if they're able to sort out this issue, if they're able to even out the grid more. I know this in qualifying, the the split between first and last was close, but in the actual race, it it, it the race is completely different to, to qualifying. So yeah, something needs to change. I don't know what, obviously there's much smarter people than, than me that will sort, try to figure this out. But um, I don't think we're going to see any changes for the next couple of years at least. So I think realistically, Verstappen could go on a, a run of, at least four titles in a row, which is just mental. But fair play to him. He's an unbelievable driver. Red Bull are by far the top team right now. And um, yeah, they're doing incredible. Let me have a look at what else happened in... I've got a little list here. I'm, I'm, I'm making notes now, guys. As as the race weekend goes on, I've got a Word document where I jot down the, the important things that are happening. I feel, feel like an important podcaster now. So yeah, qualifying was weird. Qualifying overall was just... Uh, Q1, Q2 was good. Q3 was, yeah, I think it was the weirdest Q3 I've ever seen, especially for a first race of the season. Not so Ferrari didn't send Charles out for another lap, which was very weird. Like I, saw, I think they were trying to save a set of soft tires for the race, but I don't know. Just try and get pole. Like come on, and clearly saving the set of softs didn't do anything for them. It didn't didn't help them in the actual race. So that was really weird to see. Um, it kind of just felt like they were like, volun- they were voluntarily losing to to try and win on Sunday, which I get. But like Ferrari's decision making for the past couple of years has just been awful, and I think they just need to make some solid decisions. Like, stop gambling like this. Like, you wouldn't see Red Bull, you wouldn't see Ferrari, you wouldn't see any other team on the. Uh, sorry, you wouldn't see Ferrari. Uh, you wouldn't see Mercedes. You wouldn't see any team on the grid making a decision like that um it felt very submissive and not ferrari like you want to see ferrari as aggressive as as possible going for pole position it just felt very odd to me and yeah half the cars only sent their cars out for one lap in q3 you at the normally at the end you see obviously all the cars crossing the line at the the zero mark you don't know who's going to be on pole until the very very end this we saw who was it i think i think it was verstappen perez and Sainz. so the only three that were crossing the line at the very end and verstappen already had pole at that point so it just felt like a very underwhelming end to a good qualifying session already so yeah qualifying overall just wasn't it for me mercedes obviously didn't look good mclaren looked absolutely atrocious piastri had a stinker for his first First quali out in Q1. Lando nearly put it into Q3, but that car shouldn't have been in Q3 anyway. So he kind of ended up where where I think it should have been. And obviously Fernando just like, I, I cannot believe the jump Aston Martin have made. It's, it's amazing. And, and that's the only, I think the only redeeming thing for this season is that potentially Alonso could get a race win or two if Red Bull cock up. Um, he, he, he could be there to sweep up. Uh, which is very exciting. I have I've not been the biggest fan of Alonso over the years. Uh, I don't. I get his aggressive nature, and 
I get his justification for it as a racing driver. He, like you got to have that edge, but I think overall he is just a bit of an asshole. I'll say that. Um, and I was very against his return to Formula One. I just you've retired twice. You every time he gets a bad car, he's just like I'm going to retire, and then he comes back with the hope there's a, a good car. Alpine have such a good lineup of young drivers that could have gone into that car, and and he took that getting a multi-year deal at the age he is. Obviously, he's good enough for it, but I think we need to open up the space for these young drivers because even even this season and next season, uh, Aston Martin, Alonso is not going to win another world championship. Uh, and I think a young driver could really have benefited from being in this Aston Martin currently. Like, like we haven't seen too many i don't know the last time we saw a rookie come in into a a, a good performing team in their rookie year it, it genuinely might have been lewis hamilton in 2007 that could have been the last time we saw a rookie enter in a, in a team that can contend for wins like lando came in in mclaren but they were nowhere near winning anyway russell obviously went to williams leclerc uh, alfa romeo yeah we've not seen once anyone go into a top team and we could have had we could have had drogovic um i, I don't I don't think Drogovic is like the it driver, but we could have had Drogovic in a, 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 t a top two car this year. So yeah, I, as well as Alonso's doing, and he will make this season very interesting. I just, I wish it was someone else. So yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining as, as long as uh, the, the, he makes the season interesting. I'm not going to complain because without Alonso this year, it would just be dross. It would not, it would not be interesting in the slightest just seeing Max come home 40 50 seconds ahead of third place every time so yeah aston have a lot of potential i don't really know what their upgrade um schedule is this year but hopefully they're able to i want them to be a if they can firmly be a top three top four team and stay here now for for forever then i think that that can only be a good thing and uh yeah stroll looked good as well i have some strong opinions on the f like he should not have been in that car this weekend it's it's absolutely atrocious that he was allowed to drive having to take your hand off the wheel to like adjust because you had surgery the week before and you can't turn the steering wheel correctly that's the biggest red flag i've seen in racing and they wave red flags in the races like if you can't he couldn't climb out of his own car if you can't climb out the car how the hell can you be expected to drive a car with however like what is it six seven g's sometimes uh i don't know seven g's i think six is probably the maximum but yeah six g's around corners going 200 miles an hour and while doing so having to battle with other other races as well you saw his stupid incident where he went into the back of alonso his hand slipped off the wheel and you could see he was in pain and struggling to get his hand back on the wheel like that should not be happening and i appreciate if the team say it's okay, whatever. But Formula One themselves should not have even let it get to that point. They should have intervened. They should have said, no, you cannot race. So yeah, but regardless, he had a good race in the end. Um, where he, got, he came home in sixth. So third and sixth for Aston Martin is incredible. Yeah, hopefully Stroll can kind of, he'll never get on Alonso's level, but hopefully he can close that gap. If he can, if Alonso and Stroll can finish next to each other a couple of times, then that would just be huge for them. And um, I, do, I do actually think they can get second in the constructors this year. They just need to, they just need to stay steady. Alonso chasing down signs. It looked 
pretty easy. Um, they had the strategy on lock. And yeah, it wasn't too hard for him. He, I th uh, yeah, it was signs. Yeah, he hit signs. But um, I think that's just the nature of Alonso pushing so hard. That wasn't anything to do with the car or anything like that. And uh, like half a lap later, he got him anyway cleanly going down that, that middle straight. So yeah, he got he got signs clearly. I don't know how easy it would have been getting Leclerc because obviously Leclerc's much faster. But yeah, that Aston Martin looks good. Looks really good. He had, uh, Fernando had like a really good battle with George at one point. He was like pushing George along. And fair play to George. He had great defense. I've seen that a couple of times from, from Russell. He'll be under attack and you'll think the move is done. But somehow he comes back and... He he came back a couple of times in that in that lap that Alonso was was fighting him, and I think I don't think Alonso was expecting it. He did really good. Fernando's overtake on Hamilton was just filthy into turn ten. It was just like the nicest thing I've ever seen. That 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 um that switch back on him. He went underneath Lewis Hamilton into that corner, didn't lock up, got it done, and that that can only come from years of experience. He he absolutely nailed that. You wouldn't see a rookie making a move like that. So yeah, that that is one of the benefits of having Alonso on the grid. He is an amazing uh, attacker and defender in the car. Um, we saw last year he had an amazing battle. I think it was in Hungary with um yeah it was with Hungary um with with Hamilton. He was holding him back. Well, I, I don't know if that was the year before, but um yeah, we've seen him have good defending, good attacking, and he he is the right man for that Aston Martin. So McLaren. McLaren, McLaren, McLaren. What on earth happened to them? Piastri, I can't remember what the it, it was. A uh, he said his gearbox was gone, but it was something to do with the uh, the steering wheel. They changed the steering wheel, which, which is very rare to see in a pit stop. Is changing the steering wheel, uh, and then ultimately had to DNF. Lando had was it a hydraulic issue? It was something they were they kept putting the compressed air in the car. Um, and I cannot for the life of me. I've been thinking about it so much. I don't know why they kept him out. I don't know why they just didn't retire the car. He was firmly last the entire race. Like he was never not going to be last. And they were just using up all the tires. So yeah, I don't know why they kept him out. It was very odd. Maybe they were just using it as a bit of a further testing type thing. But yeah, just worst case scenario for McLaren. And uh, yeah, Mercedes are my team, but McLaren... McLaren are like my second team and it's it's just painful to see them in this downfall they they got so close to the top as well that's that's the annoying thing they got to p3 p4 in the championship I can't remember what it was yeah like they got so close to the top and then the regs changed and then Alpine were good and now they're tumbling back down again and it just seems like they can't catch a break I hope I hope we see a Lando Norris mclaren championship combination but the way things are i just don't see it and I, I think norris is probably regretting that long contract i think he would have preferred to have uh, an at least an option of going to another team because he could have been in i guess that he could have been an option in that red bull uh perez's contract's coming to the end at the end of this year um he could have had a look there he could have had a look at ferrari i think signs his contract's coming up soon as well so yeah, I think he's. I think he might be regretting that long contract with McLaren. But obviously, if if it pays off and and they get that championship win together, then it'll be legendary. And I think it's the perfect pairing, uh, Norris and 
McLaren. But yeah, I just, it's such a shame. It's so sad to see them down, down where they are right now. And I hope they bring it back. I hope, like Mercedes last year, they were obviously not in, in a, as bad a position, but they brought it back by the end of the year. They got a race win. Hopefully McLaren can bring it back, get to, get to like fifth and overtake Alpine, but I don't see it happening. I think they could genuinely end up in like eighth or ninth this season. It looks that bad. So yeah, I think it's um, damage control now. They just got to give uh, Norris and Piastri a, a, a drivable car that can make it to the end of races and they go again next year. Hopefully they can do some, some magic uh, development-wise over the next year and hopefully next year is better for them. The, this might have been a random unlucky race but uh, it didn't look like it the car does look bad and uh i think i think norris is kind of biting his tongue a bit obviously piastri is not going to say anything he's new to the team and he's just happy to be there right now getting that experience but i think norris I, you could see in some of his interviews uh he was he didn't want to say what he was thinking about that car i think he's uh i think his uh patience is wearing thin that's for sure ocon just had the weirdest race of all time like proper rookie stuff it was very weird so he started he, as he was coming to the grid he started he just kind of coasted into his box but just didn't stop in time it was just weird it was so weird like all of his penalties and everything that went wrong with him was completely preventable and it wasn't even like a team issue it was just it was Ocon it was rookie errors um and it shouldn't be happening to someone that's been in the sport that long now and should be the number one driver of the team yeah he got that penalty i think yeah so we got a five second penalty for starting too far forward in the grid box uh and then they didn't serve the penalty correctly i guess this was a team issue they didn't serve the penalty correctly because they touched the car too soon serving the five second penalty so then he got a 10 second penalty for that and then going in to the pit lane to serve that he was speeding in the pit lane so it was just weird like you've got to do better like come on uh, especially for someone like Ocon where like I don't people are people always say uh he'll end up in the Mercedes I don't want that to happen because I don't I don't rate Ocon as a driver of that caliber as someone that's even in that conversation you can't be having a race like that you just can't Logan Sargent fair play I'll take back what I said I thought it was going to be a, a 20th place merchant for the whole season but um yeah what a drive for his first race 12th very good Albon 10th him 12th he wasn't far off Albon he just kind of plotted away. He did the job he needed to do. And I think he might actually have some some good points finishes this year. He'll, he, being in 12th, you're in a position to, to sweep up some points if anything happens in front of you. And I think that's the driver he will be this season. I'll take back what I said. He, he doesn't look bad in the slightest. And yeah, great first drive. He, he should be proud of what he did. And uh, I think he's an actual asset to the team. I don't think he's... He's he's not a paid driver or anything like that right now. He's he's I think he's kind of like Joe. I wasn't expecting Joe to be as good as he is, but he's actually there to drive the team forward. And Williams have a good driver pairing right now, and Alfa Romeo have a good driver pairing right now. So yeah, on to on to Alfa Romeo as well. Bottas, brilliant race coming in in eighth. Bottas, Gasly, and Albon just overall had a great race. Gasly drove at home, did what he needed to do, and. Um, yeah, I think after the the testing, the practice, and the qualifying, Gasly wasn't looking too hot, and I and I, th I was a bit worried for him. But overall, in the race, yeah, fair play. He did well. He only finished like one second back from Bottas. I 
I don't know how Bottas did as well as he did. Joe didn't really have... Where did Joe finish 16th? Yeah. And I don't think Joe actually had like contact or anything like that. I think he just had a bad race. Yeah, Bottas, very good. That that Alfa Romeo is like stunning as well. So it's nice to actually see some screen time for it under the floodlights. The cars under the floodlights just looked incredible. I love a night race. And uh, yeah, great races from all of those guys. Gazi had a great move around the outside of Albon in turn one. I think he's kind of, I think that was an important move for him. I think he, that gave him a bit of confidence. He's, he's back to fighting like we sort we've seen Gazi do um, in the past few years. Last year was a bit of a slump for him. And I think he could have easily just come into this new team and kind of coasted along a bit, but no, like he, he, he properly attacked Albon and it was a lovely move. And yeah, in the end it was uh, brought him home an extra point. So very good move. We'll talk about Mercedes now. Um, yeah, Russell was just kind of stuck. Like, he finished in seventh, and that is re realistically seventh and eighth is where that card belongs to be. Yeah, uh, Hamilton obviously finished fifth, but that was mainly because Clerk's retirement. So yeah, M Mercedes are just in the mud. And uh, I've got I've, there's a tweet of an interview here of Toto Wolf and. Uh, you don't normally see Toto how he is right now. Toto's a a, a very very smart man. He's a, a PR merchant. Like he's he's very good. He knows what to say. Super smart, and uh, I think he's fed up. Fed up right now. He's not happy. But I think that's a good thing because the reason he's unhappy is they're not at the top of the grid, and you're not. We're not seeing that from say McLaren. McLaren aren't angry right now they're again they're just kind of like oh we're here whereas toto seems to be fuming so yeah he said uh, uh, there's a they've got an update coming in imola and he says we've we have to take a more drastic step than the three tenths update the good news after the aston martin performance for us is that they run with mercedes components is showing us exactly where we need to focus which is good and bad like you shouldn't have to be looking at a, a customer team uh to do well um and fix your own car like it's a bit sad but hey whatever they can do to to get back is is yeah necessary at this point like he's he's that's not the only thing he said as well he's straight up said that they just need to change the car he said that they need to change the car they need to do it asap they're going to start working on it immediately they gambled on keeping this design philosophy that they got the zero side pods and, and the floor and everything like that there they tried to keep it this year clearly not going to work and it's a shame but at least they've they they've realized it and yeah they're, they're going to change things i think we'll probably end up seeing it close close design to the red bull and the aston martin eventually um i just have no idea how they're going to do it with the cost cap stuff like how are you going to make basically a, a completely different car mid-year i don't really know but hey i'm here for it and if they can do it it will be good for the for the title race if we can see aston martin ferrari red bull and mercedes all fighting together it'll be it'll be awesome so yeah hopefully they get back to their normal winning ways soon or at least fighting for it but yeah right now that they're, they're in the mud so leclerc obviously retired and uh yeah <laughs> i don't really know what to say about it it seems like 
for for a little bit we were seeing a, a new ferrari and then they go that goes and happens they don't send the car out in q3 for a second run and it just feels like same old same old um it might be harsh to say just got after one race but they're ferrari man they gotta do better like you can't be retiring in the first race when your main competitors are already as much faster than you as they are like you've got to be bringing it to them because then they're not going to hand a victory to you uh red bull are in the position now where as long as they don't crash then they're going to win the race and it's it's up to only ferrari right now to to fight for the win so yeah real shame for leclerc i think he i don't think he'll be regretting his long contract with ferrari but i think he's probably just feels <laughs> just just feel, he must feel so low his mental must be so strong because god he's a better that man than me he's been in probably i think yeah he's probably been in like the worst ferrari in like the last 30 40 years uh and now he's in like a good ferrari again they can't they, they just self-sabotage every time so it must be exhausting for him i'm i'm glad i'm not like a ferrari fan because uh yeah i think i'd just be <laughs> i think i'd be so depressed right now but hopefully this was just like one of the like last year we saw the double dnf from red bull and they came back so hopefully ferrari aren't just stuck where they are this year and hopefully they can maybe bring it to red bull but i think that's real wishful thinking so yeah we shall see hulkenberg got a five second penalty for track limits like come on man like i get you've been out of the car for however long but it's it's quite hard to get a track limits penalty so i don't yeah i think i think he'll probably be kicking himself about that one but yeah just gotta move on it's one of those things but yeah it's a shame you, you get a track limits penalty but this is one of the tracks where people do push it quite hard the track limits so yeah it is what it is but yeah he, he overall looked like his, his qualifying looked amazing he did very very well I, I just don't know where magnuson was like i was expecting like i'm expecting much more from magnuson and he just wasn't there in, in qualifying at least so yeah fair play to qualifying to hulkenberg but yeah he's got to do better in the race yeah max max and perez like i don't i don't know what else to say really i think that race that they had just said everything that needed to be said they had the literally the perfect race it was best case scenario they got pole they won got the, got the one two and they, yeah as, as i said by the tweet before they they did it in kind of cruise control so like i i dread to to think what the the finishing time could look like if verstappen if they allowed verstappen to drive as fast as he wanted to drive can you imagine how far ahead he would be to third place and well even perez like he finished 12 seconds ahead of perez and I think that's just because he was just, he didn't need to go any quicker. He was just like, okay, 12 seconds is plenty. Like I can just hold. Well, I think the team was telling him that, but he, he genuinely could have finished a minute ahead of the Ferraris if he wanted to. The pace in that car is just unbelievable. So well done, Red Bull. That's all I can say is um, they definitely deserve it. Well, they well, they do deserve it, but with the whole cost cap stuff last year, it's a bit, puts a bit of a, a gray area on it but um yeah it is what it is they've done regardless of anything that's happened that they've made an unbelievable race car and uh i think we can only just kind of 
take it in. I'm sure uh, in the future we'll we'll miss these moments where Max is winning because he de yeah he like he he will go down as one of the, one of the all time greats. I'm I'm sure of it. And yeah, these are his golden years. Uh, he could genuinely go on and just win. He could just keep winning and winning and winning. I think he could go get the record for most championships in a row. He could go five or six in a row. In all honesty, if the teams don't bring it to him. He could win every race until the, the like the new engine freezing or the the what's happening in Twitter. Like in 2026, the new teams are coming in and the engines are changing and stuff, aren't they? So I think genuinely until 2026, if things don't change, Verstappen could win every championship up until then. And um, yeah, and he'll be ridiculously young, already one of the top top drivers of all time. And yeah, I don't. I I had a conversation with uh, one of my friends about this and. I don't I see Verstappen genuinely retiring kind of 30 31 32 years old with like eight championships <laughs> I could see it uh it wouldn't be weird for that to happen I think he could just get get all the records and uh I think he could retire at that age I don't I don't see Verstappen as a Alonso for instance he won't be driving into his, his late 30s definitely not his 40s so yeah, I think I think we'll see a lot more from Verstappen and yeah, just take a bow. Like he, uh, it, it's it's annoying to watch how good he is when he's just doing his qualifying laps. Like you just know he's gonna put it on pole. You can every other driver. If if you took away the telemetry and you're watching his his watching their laps, you'd be like, okay, like it's good. But Verstappen, you can see he's on the ragged edge, but it's under control the whole time. He's pushing it as far as he can uh with track limits the car just looks phenomenal stability wise doesn't bounce or anything like that don't know what else to say about red bull like they've just they've nailed it and uh i can't be mad at them because uh it's it's up to the other teams to bring it to them now i don't think formula one themselves are going to change anything so one of those things and we're gonna have to deal with it for the next couple of years it's not it's not all doom and gloom we're going to get some good stuff happening we're gonna i think we're still going to see ferrari wins we're going to see uh, the other teams coming up. Hopefully Mercedes can get back in the mix. And if we can eventually get a three-way title fight, I think that's that that will be best for the sport. And yeah, I think overall it, it will be really exciting. So next race is Saudi Arabia, uh, Jeddah. It will be an interesting one. I saw some uh, some some interesting information about, uh, I think, how like how the Ferrari and the Red Bull were getting around Bahrain. And it looks like it could it could get more even at Saudi Arabia between the two. the two. Those two cars, I think, would even out a bit more at Saudi Arabia, but I think it would still be a Red Bull whitewash. On to the next race. I Overall, I'm obviously super happy for Formula 1 to be back. But I think there's just kind of a bit of this, like, everyone was expecting these crazy things to happen in this first race, and it just didn't. Um, <laughs> apart from Alonso. Alonso saved it. So, yeah, we shall see. We shall see how the next races go. We've got Saudi Arabia, then Australia, and then a bit of a gap between Australia and Azerbaijan. So yeah, well, next next couple of races will be very interesting. Um, I'm sure we'll see Max on the top step for the next top, couple of races as well. So that about wraps it up. I have been Jim. Thank you for listening to Through the Chicane podcast, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye, guys. <laughs>